Final Fantasy X, one of the newest entries in the Final Fantasy series. We are here today to celebrate 20 years of this landmark Final Fantasy title by Square Enix. One of the first Final Fantasy games for the PlayStation 2. Welcome everybody. It's me, Jesse. Here today, we have Mr. Scott Smith joining us to speak about Final Fantasy X. Welcome. Thank you, thank, you. thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing and spending your time to talk about this title. 20 years of Final Fantasy X. But before old. we're all we're both getting old. When I thought, when it was like twenty years, I'm like, I remember when it launched, and I was yeah. not a ch I wasn't a child. I no. wasn't, uh, and I was, I'm like, wow, twenty. Yeah, I'm dying. I'm dying soon. Pretty much is what I thought. But before we get on yeah, with yeah. Final Fantasy X, here on Third Party Controller Podcast. I am a fan of Final Fantasy, but we have two gentlemen that aren't fans of Final Fantasy that constantly berate and talk down to me for playing Final Fantasy. But the joke today is on them because since I am the host of this show, since I am the controller of all things, I am basically God. <laughs> this week is Final Fantasy week and we're here to celebrate Final Fantasy X. And if you're listening to this, you know this is releasing Monday on the day of the original Japanese release. Thank you all for downloading this episode. But we will talk a little bit of the history of the original and the series known as Final Fantasy. turn-based RPG title brought to you by some of the most creative people in Japanese gaming like Horonobu Sakaguchi making the first Final Fantasy title and continuing the legacy with famous composer Nabu Umatsu and legendary artist Yashitaka Amano. You had everything from the first Final Fantasy ranging up to the newest Final Fantasy we had many legendary titles in Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy IV, VI, and the legendary Final Fantasy VII. Scott, do you have anything to say about this legendary series itself? I kind of was introduced to it with the first Final Fantasy. My uncle had it on the Nintendo. Mm -hmm. But my very first one that I got into was Final Fantasy III, which is VI in Japan. Mm -hmm. I had to go rent it at the store because we had, like, we, I live in a rural area. So I had to like ride my bike seven miles to the to place to rent it. I rented that thing for like four or five weekends straight to try to beat it. And uh, my uncle actually came over. He's a few years older than I am. And like, he was like, what are you playing? And so he ended up playing it. Like, so we've always been playing the Final Fantasy series right along. But yeah. My first Final Fantasy was pretty much a good majority of people's first Final Fantasy was, was Final Fantasy VII. And yep. I remember before that, getting into video games, learning more about video games... 
I remember knowing about this thing called RPGs, especially JRPGs, Japanese RPGs. And I remember seeing photos of these different types of RPGs like Wild Arms, Final Fantasy, Dragon Quest, and seeing numbers yep. by everything. So as a kid, I thought, whoa, do you have to do math in this? I hate math. <laughs> this is stupid. I don't want to play these type of games. But I remember having friends in school who were huge fans of RPGs, especially Final Fantasy. And yep. I remember at the time, 7 was already out. And I remember seeing the commercials for Final Fantasy 7 and seeing theater theatrical trailers in the theater for Final Fantasy 7. I remember seeing yep. those and going, what is this? Is this a movie? Like, I didn't, I didn't know. And this is around the time of the PlayStation 1 era. And I remember seeing at the time, soon to be released Final Fantasy 8. And that looked amazing. That looked beautiful. And I thought, whoa, I'm going to play this one, right? And at the yeah. time, the official PlayStation magazine had demo discs. And their biggest one that month was a demo disc with the demo of Final Fantasy VIII. So I remember being super excited, getting that magazine in, popping it in, and trying out this RPG that I never got to try, try any RPG to ever try out before. And trying out Final Fantasy VIII and going, I don't know what is going on here. This is stupid. This is dumb. Yeah. I don't yeah. like this. <laughs> Eight's a bad one to start on. <laughs> and and this is a demo, right? So yeah, I, I I go to school and I remember the kid's name. His name was Jaime, and I said I, I played the Final Fantasy VIII demo. That thing's stupid. It looked good, but it like it it's dumb. And he's like, man, I remember him just already looking at me, Scott. Like he yeah. was just like. Man, no demos for RPGs <laughs> suck. Like you can't, yeah, you can't get whatever an RPG is off a demo. You can't. It's it's it just sucks. He, he's like here, and he Scott. He literally went into his backpack and went here, <laughs> play this, and he gave me a copy of Final Fantasy VII, and yep. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like I didn't have fun with that eight one, and I don't think I like those type of games. He's like trust me just play it if you don't like it just bring it back tomorrow i'm like all right fine went home did my schoolwork, and then i remembered oh yeah i have that game okay i'll play this popped in the first disc and there i was playing final fantasy 7 and when you get in your first you know that introduction is awe inspiring oh, yeah. you know it's just just the music and everything i'm like oh okay this clicked you know like oh whoa, all right and then once I saw the combat, and once I understood, oh, okay, so he doesn't attack until I attack. And then when I attack, then, okay, now I'm attacking him. Okay, he disappears. Okay, I, oh, that's what those numbers are. It's lowering the health. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. And then it's just like, okay, what, what's this limit break? Oh, shit, he's doing a fucking cool-ass move. And then I was yeah. hooked. There I was hooked. The story, the progression, everything about what RPGs were or what people liked about him. I understood what it was that made it amazing. And from there, that was the drug, Final Fantasy VII. And then I jumped into Final Fantasy VIII. I remembered after beating VII, seeing Final Fantasy VIII and being, I want to buy this. I bought it and playing eight, nine, so on and so forth. And that's how I got into RPGs. That's how I got into Final Fantasy VII. That's how I found out about the history of Final Fantasy, especially the messed up order of numbers in Final Fantasy, where Final Fantasy II is actually yeah. Final Fantasy IV, and Final Fantasy III yeah. is actually Final Fantasy VI, so on and so forth. We actually never got one. Uh, we only got one here. We never got two or three. 
but all that has changed now. You can yeah. get every Final Fantasy. You can play every Final Fantasy game you want, whether it's in good quality or bad quality. That was my experience with Final Fantasy. Yeah. So I just want to add something in there. I, yeah. I listened to a thing and they were talking about um, Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. And that was originally supposed to be on the N64. Yeah. They lost their project to PlayStation because they couldn't, they wouldn't go to a disc system. Yeah. They wanted to use cartridges and Nintendo was like, no, nah, we're using cartridges, bro. We're not going to do the disc thing. That was a huge mistake for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, especially so. with disc media was so much cheaper yes. and so I could hold so much more data that like, yeah, that's where Square at the time was so known as a Nintendo, yep. not property, but as in like their games were on there yeah. that them shifting to PlayStation was like such a big move. It was such a big thing that yep. yeah. in, in hindsight, like it worked in their favor. So we're here today, Scott. We gave a brief history of Final Fantasy, but also our experience of Final Fantasy. But now I want to talk to you, sir, about your first experience with Final Fantasy X. Well, the first Final Fantasy for the PlayStation 2 system. How yep. was your experience? What was your first experience with that title? So I got the PS2 for my birthday, like the year it came out, or the year that Ten came out. Mm -hmm. Um and like I said, I live in a rural area, so it was like there was one major rental store, kind of like Blockbuster, but it was local, um, in the next town over. But that was like 45 minutes away. And uh, so they didn't have it in my local shop, so I had to drive there because I could drive at the time. And I went with my friends. Mm -hmm. And so we get into the store or whatever, and I'm like, oh, cool, you know, look for something else. And like my friend came across the last copy on the rental shelf. And I was like, dude, I want that. He's like... Nah, I was like, I'll give you 40 bucks for it. And guess what? I gave him 40 bucks and played that game. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. So it cost you uh, more? Yeah, it cost me more to rent it. I could have just waited until he was done with it for the week or whatever and rented it, but whatever. I had to have it, you know? I, it was awesome. It was 10, you know? Yeah. I loved I loved 9. I was like, oh, man, I got I to gotta get in there. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that's my experience with it. Yeah. And I came home, and I was like, oh, my God, this is great. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was the biggest thing coming from, um, like, for me, playing Final Fantasy VII, then going on from there, eight, nine, this being the next one, Final Fantasy X, I remember I was waiting for it. I don't remember if I, I pre-ordered it. You know, I'm, yeah. there was pre-orders at the time, but all I remember is waiting for that game. I got it when it launched. And, you know, we're here celebrating the 20 years of Final Fantasy on July 19th. It came out on July 19th of 2001. We didn't receive it until December 17th of 2001. Yep. But, yep, that's... yeah, I remember waiting for it. I remember the anticipation for it, the, the lead up to it. And, and what still sticks in my mind is being in school and a kid, I forget his name. Um, you know how you would meet people in school and some people you had similar interests yeah. with? He was a straight video game nerd as much as I was and he yeah. was super into it but he was like I love RPGs like this is it right and I remember PE dude we had PE together and we're talking about video games and we're talking about Final Fantasy X because it's it's 
soon almost coming out. It was close to us having, you know, Christmas vacation. And yeah. he, I remember him kind of looking at me, like turning at me. And he's like, dude, I think this is the Final Fantasy VII of, I think is going to be the Final Fantasy VII. And I'm like, really? You think so? He's like, dude, I honestly think because everything they're going to put in this, there's like all this stuff, all this voice acting, everything, man. This is going to be bigger than seven. And I'm like, whoa, man. And I just remember how how confident he was in saying that, right? And I still remember going to the store with my dad, read, just there to buy Final Fantasy X. That was the title I wanted. Getting Final Fantasy X, getting the strategy guide for it, because you got to have a strategy oh, yeah, guide. Have a strategy I, guide. I, I don't want to, you know, not get that Brady Game strategy guide and, <laughs> and find every ultimate weapon you know, get yeah. every, you know, item, you know, learn how to dodge all 101 of those lightning bolts. I remember getting both of those and just like, for me, it was a religious experience every time getting a game. Every time opening up that, you know, the shrink wrap. And remember, the, the PlayStation, oh, yeah. PlayStation shrink wrap and it had that little, what the security little sticker. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. just peel it, but dude, I would I would perfectly peel it off so I could <laughs> stick it on one of my. Uh, I had a cupboard that yep. held my uh, CRT television, and I would yeah. stick those on on the the door so you could see every title I had because it was the black. You know, it had the black yeah, yeah, printing. Yeah. It had the PlayStation symbol on there. Um, yeah, dude, I remember like peeling that off, sticking it on there, uh, and then just getting into it and just being amazed at just how it was and 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 the one of the biggest memories i have is you know i i want to say it was christmas break and i spent all day just playing 10 all day in my room playing 10 and i get out of my room and my dad's like how was your day and i was just like <laughs> I, I was like pretty fucking cool like that's the only time i spent i mean i have those moments kind of still yeah. but the ones that i could remember just like all day you know now i can't do that without feeling like shit like feeling like i wasted yeah. a whole day but back then it was just like yeah i'm spending yeah, no, from the morning to the night this is all i'm playing and just like having a ball with it and i just remember just yeah. liking everything about final fantasy 10 at that moment that's my memory of it you're telling me you didn't pay someone 40 bucks to play it i didn't pay anyone 40 dollars. <laughs> i bought it <laughs> i didn't because you know in the, in that moment it's like I've talked about it on the show. Me and the guys have talked about it. And I know we've kind of talked about it too, where back when we were growing up, I, a lot yep. of it was rentals. We rented. Yes, and like what my yep. dad, what my dad embedded in me was like, Hey, let's rent it first. And then it, if yeah. you want it, we'll buy it. But like, not, yep. it wasn't like, Oh, but if you want it, we'll buy it. Like automatically. Like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like you have to earn it. Like, it's not just yep. like, Oh, get any game you want, but it was like, Hey, play it first. And if you uh, if it's good enough to buy, then buy it. And dude, a lot of the times, you wouldn't. You'd just be like, "Cool, I rented it. I tried it. It's cool." There was a lot of games I remember as a kid not wanting to buy because I was like, "I got what it is. I don't need it." Yeah. You know. And but like, since I, you know, for me, my mindset at that time as a kid was, you know, I, I had seven, eight, nine, and ten, and RPGs were these 
out. You just spent so many hours. Yep. It was just like 40, eight, almost to 80 hours. You know, you're getting your money's worth. Like most people say now, like, dude, I need something to get my money's worth. Like for that, for me as a kid was an RPG. JRPGs were like, yeah, you're at least getting 40 to 80 hours. So to me, it was like a no brainer. Not every RPG, but for that one. And, and, and yeah, yeah. It, it being a series I liked, it wasn't one I needed to rent. It was one I knew I wanted. This game has come out, been talked about, been discussed, repeatedly have multiple releases. Not only did it release on PS2, there was an HD remake for PS3, PlayStation Vita. You can play it on your Xbox One, your PlayStation 4. Now you can play it on your Nintendo Switch. It came to the Nintendo. You can have it on tiny little Nintendo Switch cartridges. This game, Final Fantasy X, has been put out on multiple different platforms, and as the years have gone by, has gotten improvements like graphical upgrades and also international content from the Japanese international versions of Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X now is something that you can get as a complete experience with all the bells and whistles that you look forward to in remasters or remakes. Now, it's not the overhaul remake type like Final Fantasy VII, but slight graphical improvements of this stuff. Yeah. But here today, we'll be talking about the game itself. We probably won't be going super into detail about every asset, every facet of Final Fantasy X, but we will talk about characters, stories, and everything else that comes with this type of title. But, Scott... When I told you this, that I wanted to do an episode on Final Fantasy X celebrating its 20 years, I said, dude, I would love to have you on the show to talk about it because, one, the guys don't play RPGs. Two, they suck because they don't play RPGs. <laughs> uh, but I knew you were a fan of Final Fantasy. Yep. I knew you liked the series. And I was really surprised, not in a bad way, but in a great way that, oh, whoa, you were excited to do talk about Final Fantasy X. So I yep. thought, you know, that's awesome. You're the greatest person to have on here. Not only when I told you that you were like, hell yeah, you're like, hey, I'm going to replay it. And then out of nowhere, you're like, yeah, I beat it. You <laughs> you beat it. You completely went through it again. I dabbled yeah. a bit in it, you know, but I, you know, with everything working on the show and everything else I had to do, I couldn't devote too much time because I had other titles that I had to work on as well. Um, but you dived deep into Final yep. Fantasy X. So, let's start off with... Actually, you know what? I'm going to give it to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> As in, like, what did you want to talk about first? Story, characters, gameplay? It's up to you, because you have everything so fresh in your mind. I, I so, trust you. Are we allowed to do spoilers? Yeah, let's do no? If you're... Okay, if you're listening to this Final Fantasy X 20th anniversary podcast episode, there's going to be spoilers. All right? Oh, yeah. You're you're at the path of no return. If you don't want spoilers on this, pause this, 
play Final Fantasy X, then come back and play it because from here on out, we're going to spoil stuff. We're going to talk about things. Hope you enjoyed our conversations of our first times playing Final Fantasy X and hit a little bit of the history of our experience with Final Fantasy. Now we are going into spoiler territory because not only are we going to spoil story, we're probably going to spoil moments, character development, and most of the combat. Which I don't know if combat's really a spoiler, but no, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, but I just uh, want to talk story elements and stuff. Yeah, That's let's all. do it, man. I just I want to say if if you are gonna if you should play it, like if you have a chance to play, you should play it and enjoy the story. Um, but yeah, we're gonna I'm gonna talk about some stuff. So. Um, it actually, I played it on Xbox because it was free on Game Pass. Oh, nice, yeah. So I had to pay for it. So, um, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll do it. And I was not expect. I honestly wasn't expecting to finish it, but I got into it again. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, cool. One thing I want to say about the story is like, or the game itself and combat and all that, is that it's punishing. So like games nowadays, they always give you a way to reset. And I was telling you about this. I got to a point in the game I couldn't progress because I didn't have a skill on the sphere grid. Mm-hmm. And I had to spend another day and a half grinding to get back to where I needed <laughs> to go. And like, I was like, oh my God, I might quit this game. <laughs> but then I remembered, I was like, this is what I loved. You know what I mean? So I love that grind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, I have another question. I have a question for you. Yeah. Oh, in, in, in Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. Do you use your name and your friends' names as characters, like on the characters? Did you ever do that? Um, or did you leave came, them the same? When it came to Final Fantasy, if they were set characters, I left their names. But when I went back to the to the originals, like one, two, and three, stuff that isn't insanely character based, I would yeah. love to put friends' names. You know, yeah, kind of remind me of Oregon Trail. But for me, I can't do if if the character is known. Especially now, like Cloud, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't change him to like JF yeah. or something, you know. Yeah. But like, oh, lo- I loved going back to like one and two, and then putting like my name, Beto's name, yeah, Joe's yeah. name, whatever, you know, friends, you know, names yeah. as the characters. I could do that, but if it's so well embedded that these, you know, this is Squall, yeah. this is Vivi, if it's so embedded, I can't change it. But you can't do yep. that in ten, right? Because since it's a voice acted, only Titus's name. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. So the first thing you change is only Titus. All right. And I just left the Titus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually do. I'll change my friend's name. I don't care. Final Fantasy Seven. I'll change my friend's name <laughs> all in there. You, you play as Barrett all the time. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, nice, sweet. Hey, man, Barrett's yeah. cool. Anyway, but yeah. So sorry. Um, no, so I, I really got into the story, and mm-hmm. and what I've noticed is people are always complaining about linear Final Fantasy. And I noticed that started with 10. Mm-hmm. So the beginning of the game is very on rails, like where you're, you know, pointing to point B. You can kind of go off on little tangents as like arms and stuff where you can go out and like get chests and stuff. Yeah. So you're introduced to like um, Riku. Yeah. Right at the beginning, but you don't know it's Riku. It's some chick who looks like a gimp who saves you. But anyway, <laughs> so they saves it. And like, so you end up going in and you're, it starts off with him at, this blitzball tournament, which is huge blitzball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, uh, they kind of teleport you to the world. Like all of a sudden, like Orin comes up to you and he's like, Hey bro, we got to go. Sin's coming. He's like, what's sin? He's like, here's a sword. Let's fight. And he's kind of like, all right, I guess. And so anyway, they end up going into the new world after sin swallows them. And, uh, they go with Riku and Riku saves them. And then he's hangs out with the Elbed people for a little while. Um, and going through, that I was kind of like, okay, I was kind of like, this is kind of boring. I didn't realize a big chunk of it. I was kind of like, eh, 
But then you get into it like 10 or 12 hours and you're like, oh, okay, this story's unfolding. Like you start finding out that like you, you find Yuna, like, you know, she's like this, the, ah, uh, crap, what are they called? Summoner? Summoner. There we go. Thank you. Um, yeah. So Summoner and you got to like, you accidentally kind of get pushed into like the room by these other Summoners and you're not supposed to be in there because you are not a guardian. And, you know, it's like breaks their sacred vow and all this stuff. But anyway, you end up getting swept up with the crew. You meet Waka, who throws blitzballs at people. Mm-hmm. Um, Kamari, who's a uh, lancer, is basically a dragoon, but a lancer. Lulu, uh, she's my favorite. Anyway. I think I think off, every <laughs> real quick with Lulu. I think Lulu because when I talk about Final Fantasy Ten with like friends or anyone yeah. else who's like really into Final Fantasy, yeah. every time with Ten they're like, "I love Lulu," and I'm like, "Of yeah. course, we all love yeah. the emo chicks." It's just yeah. she's just the perfect. She's the perfect yeah. perfect embodiment of that type of character that you're like, yeah, no, everyone loves Lulu. I get why. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you meet her and Kamari. I'm just trying to remember because it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Um. And then Oren doesn't come into the game until later on. And then you find out Oren was like, Oren and Titus's dad, Jekt, were Yuna's dad's guardians. Mm-hmm. So Titus at the beginning thought his dad had left him and just disappeared. He was like a deadbeat dad, but really he didn't. Um, he went on this, he, the same thing happened to him that happened to Titus, like where he got pulled into the world, you know, so he's the guardian for Yuna's dad. Um, and then you end up, it's kind of cool. Like it was kind of cool to see how they put in like the memory spheres. Like, so you go along and you to like find these memory spheres along your journey. Mm-hmm. And it was like, <laughs> uh, towards the end, it got really emotional because it was like, it's her dad leaving messages for her along the way. You know what I mean? Like, Hey, you know, I know you're going to find this cause you're going to be a summoner and like all this stuff. And so anyway, you kind of go along, and as you're going along, Riku and her crew keep showing back up and trying to steal Yuna. They want to steal the summoners. They can't figure out why these Elbed are trying to steal the summoners. And so Titus is like, well, you know, what's going on and all this stuff? And so later on, as you get progressing more in the story, you find out that um, the Elbed are trying to save the summoners because the summoners are being sacrificed. At the final summoning to fight Sin, they will die. Whoever is the head summoner, like Yuna ends up being into that. So in the meantime, <laughs> you got Seymour, who's this guy, right? He's he's like the Grand Maester, they call him. Um, his dad was died however many years before. And so Yuna, he wants to marry Yuna to unify the country, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he ends up being a bad guy <laughs> i mean he kind of the dude's dressed like a bad guy he, he like, looks sinister on, like, you're like yeah, oh, yeah yeah i, was I like, know what your role style, dude. I, yeah, know, yeah. I know your role already in this dude. yeah but anyway he ends up comes to find out he had killed his father and like how they find out is yuna has been carrying this sphere with her that's a memory sphere like the one her dad had been leaving that she found and so she's taking it with her and she's like i'm gonna marry him you know i want to unify the thing and like Titus is all tore up of course because you know he's in love with her you know whatever all that but he uh he's like okay okay you know it's my duty I'm a guardian he gets pulled in to be a guardian um and he's like okay so meanwhile (laughs) the you get to where Seymour is the first time the first encounter with Seymour Mm -hmm. 
and um, you find out he's bad because he makes Anima, um, who's like a big summon. And he like comes out of the ground. It's all like uh, BDSM stuff, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's all wrapped up in yeah, chains. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, he goes through, um, and you're like, okay, well, he's, we see him in the guy, but Yuna's not there. And everybody's like, where's Yuna? Well, the Albed had come and taken her in the in the chaos that was going on at the city because there was like a big attack going on. So they take her, and so your quest is you got to fight your way up through Seymour. Seymour, you don't know at the time that Seymour's a bad guy. We know that Seymour's a bad guy because we see him summon Anima out of these summons. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, yeah, so we go on to uh, go find her, the Albed, and that's where we find out that, like, yeah, they're saving them from the thing, and we're like, Titus is like, oh, well, you know, you guys knew this the whole time, and you just, like, go blindly with her. You don't try to save her. And they're like, yeah, it's a part of our duty, you know, kind of a thing. And he's all like, well, that's dumb, you know? And he's just like, why why we can't save her? He's like, it's just, they break it down to him. It's just a part of the life cycle, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, and that she's, her mission is to basically die at the end of all of this. And I was like, I remember, like, when I first played it through, I was like, holy shit, this is deep. And now, like, I watched it again. I'm like, man, this is still a great story. Like, you yeah. know, even though I knew it was coming, I'm like, oh, yeah. man, this is awesome. So anyway, you end up going there, and you end up, picking up Riku and you talk to the Albed and you guys kind of come together because they, they realize that the Albed is just trying to save the summoners. They keep capturing summoners mm-hmm. the whole time. They thought they were trying to kill them. So after that, Yuna's like, okay, I'm going to marry Seymour. And, you know, Titus is still putting it up, um, a fight about it. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, he's like, I don't want you to do that. Like, you know, he doesn't want to tell her he loves her, you know, but Kamari who hasn't said much this whole time was kind of like, you know, we know, we know that you like her and that yeah. she likes you and that, but she has to do this for a part of her, you know, culture and all that stuff or whatever they get to unify the country. You find out that Seymour killed his dad and, but Seymour is actually dead. He's like a spirit from the other side. The, uh, what do they call it? Uh, hang on one second. Sorry. Anyway, I can't remember what it's called. Sorry. <laughs> but it's called, it's like the thing that they go to, like, it's like their heaven basically. Yeah. But you can go and visit the the lost spirits or whatever. So they end up pulling him, and like so, Yuna's plan the whole time was to marry him, and then do a sending ritual. So you send the ritual, and like it'll send all the people to heaven or whatever their thing is. Um, and she yeah, had done she, this once. Yeah, she would but, go. She would go to places that sin attacked yes. to send people yes. all the spirits that died to the heaven. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's what she did. That was the first big like. CGI scene where she's dancing in the water and like all the spirits are going and mm-hmm. Titus is trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Cause he just landed there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he, that doesn't work obviously. And you got to fight Seymour like 50 freaking times. And then, uh, until he gets to his final form. But <laughs> when you get together, the Albed, cause so like, you know, like seven and all those, like you get the airship pretty early on. So you can kind of travel around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You don't get the airship until like the end of the freaking game. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my god damn, like so I can't go anywhere. But anyway, so you end up that's where you get the airship is from the L bed. Because you come together with Riku and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh Seymour has you now. And this is where I got stuck because the dragon you have to fight, you have to be able to cast reflect on yourself to reflect the damage back to him. Or on himself to because he does haste and then like kill you. But anyway, that's where I got stuck. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, oh shit. So I got through that and I'm like, I was like, I gotta keep going. I don't try I won't go to the next part. So I got to the next part. And uh, then you got to fight Seymour uh, because he has, like, basically 
kidnapped Yuna and is going to force her to marry her. Mm-hmm. The guy who's marrying them is on the on the take, so he's like, "Oh, cool, you know, I'm going to allow this." And he's kind of like, "Well, they're they're questioning. They start to question their faith." And I kind of was like, "Oh, this is like real life kind of a deal, you know? Some people like they're so bound in their religion, yeah, that they start like, well, maybe this isn't right, you know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, they start questioning it, and they're kind of like, "Well, maybe there's a way to save her." And then it starts going on this quest. It goes on to another quest that, you know, Seymour keeps interrupting um, to go see the lady. uh, What was her name? Oh, uh, Unaleska. Unaleska, I think, was her name. Um, She's like the main queen person that everybody thought had died. She was like the original summoner that they thought had died, but she was really alive. And so they're like, oh, well, we can go to her. Orin knew this whole time that she was alive. That was a big twist because he was like, oh, well, I knew the whole time she's alive. And they're like, yeah. well, why didn't you tell us, you know? So she never completed the ritual. She never died. You know, so anyway, they go to talk to her and she ends up being a boss. <laughs> so I had to fight her. Uh, and then we're getting towards the end. Before you fight Seymour, I think it's before you fight Seymour or right after you fight Seymour for the mm-hmm. first time, you find out that Titus's dad is Sin, that he was made into Sin. Mm-hmm. And so as you get towards where Sin is and where Unaleska is, there's these things called the Fate. So there's like this little kid that keeps spawning. Yeah, I remember like, that. I don't know, in every, every city or whatever, um, and like talks to you. And you're like, who the fuck's this kid the whole time? Yeah, like the and first time like, we see him, doesn't yeah. he go like, why are you crying? Stop crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah something, something like at the beginning. That was yeah. at the very beginning when he was playing in Blitzball or whatever. And he's yeah. like, who are you? Yeah. So you end up kind of finding those people that are Fate, and they've dreamed up this world. And so the world that they're in, that Yuna's in, and so you find out that like, um, that the, the men, I can't remember they're called, but anyway, the maesters and stuff are using faith. They've like built them into a wall and they're drawing their power out to like help basically destroy the world. And so anyway, they go to there along the way. And then Titus along the way finds out because he gets the, gets warped back to Xanarkin, which is where he's really from, and the kid's talking to him, and he like you know basically tells him, "Hey, guess what? You dream we're dreamed up too, but you're so you're one of these lost souls in the world." And Yuna is like, "You're Yuna doesn't know that. No one knows that he's like dreamed up. Him, Orin, his dad, um, were all dreamed up by the faith to bring back to save the world um, from sin. So every time sin shows up, they they show up. Kind of a deal." Um, or a version of them. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm, pr- I'm probably missing a lot of stuff. People are going to be like, what the hell? But anyway, so you go fight Sin, you do all that. And then when I text you, I was like, man, I'm all teared up. Yeah. So you come to find out, like, Yuna lives. She lives. But she has to, in order to complete everything, she has to send Jekt, send Titus, and send Orin back to wherever they go back into the faith, the myth, whatever that thing's called. And so that was the ending. And I was just like, sitting there, like, Holy shit. It got me again. I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. because I was the first time playing through. Cause the whole time, like the beginning part, I'm um, sorry. In between, there's like a cutscene where the music, I love, absolutely love the music in this game. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favorite final fantasy soundtracks. That intro song plays when Yuna and Titus are alone in like a river, like a big pond or whatever, because yeah. she has to go to send some bodies out, you know, and they first, that's when they realize they love each other. So anyway, 
that was emotional too. I'm a fucking wreck. But anyway, so <laughs> I go to the thing, I go to the end and she's, you know, it's a whole heartfelt thing where she's like, you know, I don't want you to go. And he's like, I have to go in order to save the world. So they send him off. And like the part that got me. So in the beginning, like uh, probably about 15 hours in. See, so a part of the story is Titus is trying to, he's like, how do you not know how to whistle? And so he's teaching her how to whistle, like with the fingers or whatever. Yeah. Really loud. And like, so Sin's been beaten. Yuna is like the head summoner now. Um, and there's a part where she's standing on the dock whistling, trying to get him to whistle back to her. Man, I was like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah. You know, I was, I was a wreck. But anyway, so you just, I was like, God, that's like, the, that's why I love Final Fantasy. Because it's like, those moments in the games, you know, like 15 didn't really have those moments. I haven't played all the way through it, but anyway. Oh, most trust of the me, Final it doesn't games, have yeah. those moments. Yeah. But even like 14, which I play, I'll talk about that later, mm -hmm. um, has those moments where you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, you're just fucking like crushed because the story takes a twist and mm -hmm. like, or there's that moment of like levity and like hope that was kind of like, man, she's going to whistle. He's going to whistle back because the faith kind of talk about like how sometimes they can bring people back um so you're kind of like oh okay well maybe he's gonna come back and he, and he doesn't he doesn't come back and so like they go to the big the big announcement that you is like the summoner and all this stuff and then as we'll talk about later final fantasy 10 2 comes out so that's a whole different story <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah sorry I'm, I'm sure i missed a bunch of stuff or i got some stuff wrong but hey man it's... it was a great you, you wrapped everything up so well, you know, regardless as if you missed tiny things, big things. I, you did a fantastic job. I applaud you, sir. Thanks. Final Fantasy characters. You have people like Cloud, Squall, and you know you got Tifa. Um, where do you think There's the characters in Final Fantasy X fall? So they're probably right up there with um, as probably recognized as like um, Cloud and Sephiroth. I mean, not obviously as popular as that mm -hmm. because you know for reasons. But um, I think when you talk about Final Fantasy, Titus comes up a lot. Uh, so does. Um, Who's the guy from Nine? Um, he's always talking about the monkey dude, the main character, and I can't remember I, what his I name is. I keep forgetting. You know, every, that was the crazy thing about Nine, was that there was not a main character. He he is kind of the main character, yeah. but you had so many branching off different characters yeah. that I mean, everybody remembers Vivi. Oh That's yeah, like Vivi because he was awesome. Well, everyone but, uh, Zidane. Yeah, Zidane. Here Zidane. We go. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think up there was Squall, Cloud. Mm -hmm. You know, Sephiroth, like, obviously those two, like I said, are going to be way up, but they're up there. I mean, Titus is a known name when you talk about it. I mean, mm -hmm. he used to the point that they put his costume and stuff in Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, you know what I mean? So, it was really, yeah. I mean, it had, it had a great cast, a great voicing cast, too. Like, they really went all for it. You know what I mean? Where mm -hmm. it was like, I even playing now, replaying again, I was like, damn, you can hear their emotion. 
you can hear like you know they really did a good job with all that yeah i mean this being square's first final uh, or first final fantasy on the playstation 2 system yeah. which was a system that was known to be a bit difficult to develop for but yeah. you had everything from the transition of the original Final Fantasy VI moving on to seven. They're dealing with polygons. They're dealing with yep. open, expanded worlds that a lot of the shortcomings that Final Fantasy X has has to do, I feel, with their limited time with the console itself. They did the yeah. best they could under that learning a new console. Now, you had yep. kind of brought it up during your story discussion was a lot of people don't like the linearity of Final Fantasy yep. X, how very linear it is. Because when you look at past Final Fantasies, even the older Final Fantasies, you have a more expanded world aspect to it, a more expanded, like, going through towns, exploring towns, where there would be moments in ten where you could walk a straight line maybe not to a point where it's just a straight line all the way yeah, but yeah. it could branch off here or there but i think a lot of that has to do with the technology at the time not saying that the technology yeah, wasn't no i agree big but like uh, even you bringing up man you don't get the airship till the end but even when you get the airship the airship isn't like previous final fantasy games where you can you know actually fly around the world you're picking your yeah. destinations so i think yeah. a lot of it had to do with limitations but also them learning this new console right but they i think they did the best they could with how final fantasy oh, 10 was um voice acting was also one of the biggest thing i remember that was the hugest thing that was talked yeah. about like dude every line is voice acted no not every line when you talk to people in town that's not voice yeah, acting. Yeah, yeah, yeah but every cutscene, every every character interaction with main characters this was the first time in a final fantasy that you got to hear their voices because everything up to that point, from the first Final Fantasy all the way to Final Fantasy IX, it was your interpretation of how that character to you sounded, how each and every character was. And it at that time, I remember being, people being on, on two sides. I'm excited for this new direction, or I hate that you're putting a voice to these characters uh, yep. or, or having the voice acting. But I think it's it's great, and you can have... All the complaints that you want about the voice acting in Final Fantasy X is not that great because everyone brings up the laughing ha 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 when Yuna and Titus are just going ha 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 and people yeah. go like that's garbage voice acting and I want to say this here and now go back to video games around that time listen to other games yep Final Fantasy X is by far the least worst voice yep. acting. And then you got to put it in perspective at that moment. Yes. Um, it, it's it's a great meme, right? I love it. I yeah. think it's funny yeah, when yeah, I see funny, it. Yeah. I, I laugh. But when you look at it, in, in if you know the context of what's happening, Yuna, yes. like you said, is she knows she's going to die. She knows she has to sacrifice yeah. herself. So in a moment of her being vulnerable, in a moment of her feeling... Yes. The world is over on her shoulders. He's just like, hey, just laugh it out. Yeah. Laugh, you know? And, yeah, maybe it could have been performed better, but even they know that them laughing, that they're joke laughing because after they stop, they just standard laugh. They just laugh at each other, you know? Yeah. It, it was a moment of bringing down the, the levity of the situation and the tension to yeah. kind of like, hey, let's just... 
you know, when a buddy or a friend or a significant other is just like, yeah. hey, relax, like, and they mess with, like, not mess with you, but they kind of say, hey, relax, and act goofy, silly to just kind of make you forget whatever's bothering you. That was what that yeah. moment was, you know? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And I don't think that encompasses any anything about the voice acting in 10 being horrible. Like, maybe some characters were given poor direction in the oh, voice sure, recording, yeah. but you have some, like, top tell. You have some top-level voice talent in Final Fantasy X, especially the character of Waka is voiced by... Um, God damn it, now I'm forgetting his name. He he voices Bender. Uh, he's voiced a ton oh, of different... Oh, uh, John DiMaggio? Yeah, John DiMaggio voices yeah. Waka. Yeah. Now you're going to oh, tell... Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you're going to tell me that he's a bad voice actor? Yeah. Like, this dude does so many great You know he voiced, voiced Marcus, right, in Gears of War? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I was saying, yeah, he's got some good voice talent. Yeah, dude. But you know, I, I that was ambitious for the time, like really. Yep. And I remember the discuss the, the the talks around the time was like, this is only possible on freaking DVDs because of how how much yeah. data a DVD <laughs> disc, how much data a DVD <laughs> disc can hold. Uh, it's only possible on DVDs, you know, dual yeah. layer audio and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think a lot of that, um, you know, maybe the linearity could have. It's a fantastic-looking game, even with the upgrades oh, yeah. they did oh, yeah, over yeah, the yeah, years. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of it, too, was around that time they're learning this new console, but also they need to impress. Not that they, they need to impress, because Final Fantasy, if you're looking at every Final Fantasy, they're always upping the ante. They're always upping something visual, you know? So I think to them, they wanted to visually make it impressive, you know, but at a cost where we can't have these giant expansive worlds, you know, that's where you get the linearity. And at times I, I would say at times it's kind of like, but I've played worse games where it's, it's really shitty having to like go forward. I think, I think the linearity um, actually didn't hurt the game at all. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of the start of that. You know what I mean? Like where it was kind of like linear games instead of being this huge open world. Yeah. Like I said, kind of it didn't hurt it. You no. know what I mean? It was kind of nice to have the direction, you know, to be able to go because sometimes, like even seven, man, you get overwhelmed trying to yeah. find Yuffie and trying to go do these things. Mm. It's like, Jesus, dude! Like I had to go all over the freaking places to go to like find Saperhop in this ice cave in the middle of nowhere. You know. I think it's yeah. I I don't think it hurt it, but I think I could see where people came from. Where it's yes. like, hey, oh, I'm, absolutely, yeah. I'm used to this, but at the same time, like. Looking at where they were, it's like, wow, I mean, we can't do this because then the, the, you know, the game probably runs at three frames per second. So we got to like, <laughs> you know, we can't make it yeah. look like this, you know, uh, and have it run like this, you know. Um, I mean, my case in point, even something that came out a few years later, Shadow of the Colossus. If you play yeah. Shadow of the Colossus on PS2, that thing's frame rate is garbage. But at the time, we didn't really notice it notice, yeah. because it was so impressive, you know. But, like, yep. something where a Final Fantasy where it's more vast, where it would be more detail, that game probably would would have ran worse. Oh, but yeah, I, 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 think, I think it's good to have that kind of, like, not knowledge, but as in, like, that knowing that, like, okay, this is what it was at for the time and what they were aiming for. Maybe they could have changed some stuff up. Maybe some things could have been different. But I think at the end result, not perfect, not any game's perfect, but I think how... Final Fantasy X turned out in the graphics, voice, and gameplay department. It benefited itself with how it was. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I agree. 
combat in Final Fantasy X, yeah. I think is one of the things that I'm going to say this now. For me, this was the last traditional Final Fantasy. Yes. Final Fantasy yep. X was the last time we're going to get this type of traditional JRPG from Square. Um, we were used to the active time battle combat in Final Fantasy, where you would stop, take a turn, wait till the, the ATB gauge fills up, and then you it's yep. your turn to attack. Where What I liked a lot in Final Fantasy X was having the, um, I forget what it's called, but being able to see what order everyone's able to attack. What was that? What was yeah. that called again? I can't remember what it's called, but it's a list. Uh, it's a list. So you're able to see a yeah. list on the top right corner of like, okay, um, you know, Kamari's next, then uh, yeah. uh, Riku, then Titus, then Yuna, but or no, then Titus, but then oh hey, wait a minute, you can swap out your team members because at the time in past Final Fantasy games. You would have three members fighting, or sometimes four members fighting. But if you wanted your other members to come in, you had to wait until it wasn't in an area where you battled. Then you'd have to go swap out your characters, change the combination of orders, and then continue. It didn't end up feeling like a large, um, you know, group fighting together. But having the resources at the time for battle, being able to see what order your characters can be and swapping out characters for another character, it felt like your whole group was there at that time battling together. So for a situation, if you wanted to bring Waka in for certain yep. combat moments, you can do that. If you wanted to bring Lulu in, you can do that. But also, it was great to plan out strategies because then you knew, okay, these are the attacks I have, and then this is the enemy attack. So you could start kind of strategizing in a way where all right now i'm gonna have to heal because the the enemies yeah. are gonna attack now and i think that was the greatest one of the best newer upgrades to a final fantasy turn-based combat in a long time you know not saying that yeah, the other yeah. stuff was bad but as in like something new something to change it up that was the first not the first that was one of the the times where it was a great change and it Unfortunately, was one of the last. The last, yeah. 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 No, I was just saying that was good. I, I like that I could stop and think for a minute. Before, it was like playing 7 and stuff. It was like you had to be quick on it, what you were going to do, because mm -hmm. they they could take your turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? They could t play at the same time. Um, yeah, no, that was really good. I really enjoyed I, And I enjoyed the sphere grid, too. Um, I think that was a nice touch. I mean, like I said, it was a pain if you miss what you're supposed to be ha what you're supposed to have. Yeah. Um, but even like when I played it this time, I forgot that there's actually like sections for each person to get, and I kind of crossed over to everybody's because I wasn't paying attention. Um, but yeah, so the combat was great though. Like, and and I liked my favorite thing in RPGs is to be able to like when you change your weapons, it actually changes. You know mm. what I mean? Oh yeah. <clears throat> but also they had that system where you when you got Riku in your party where you could customize it. So you could like add in plus attack, plus magic, uh, poison defense, uh, what are, you know what I mean? It was kind of cool that they added that in where you could customize your weapons to do certain things. Mm -hmm. Just being able to switch out your party members. Cause even in past final fantasies, you'd be like, fuck, I forgot to switch out, my, you know, this character that can yep. cast a certain type of magic or have a certain type of ability like shit. Yes. And you had to wait till you died and to completely got out of the combat, but ha being able to switch him out. Like, I really want to emphasize that. Like, it was an awesome change of being able to swap out characters at the time of combat, I think was. Yep. Uh, uh, you can also one of the swap ones. out your weapons and armor in game. 
yeah while you're playing that was cool too because mm-hmm. i had an issue where i ran into someone who had poison and i was like oh shit i don't have my thing equipped so i was able to equip that thing i mean it takes your turn but that's fine yeah so but anyway it, yeah no, it, i thought that was the, really cool too it's the uh um fuck what's that uh saying Risk and reward, like oh shit, yeah. I need to do this, but I'm gonna get hit. But my health is low. It's like, uh, yeah. fuck it, you know, I need it now because yeah. I won't be able to. But yeah, there were some interesting plots in the story that I didn't talk about that I want people to experience. You know, mm-hmm. I just rushed through it. I didn't like do all the other side stuff, um, but I I want to talk about the summoning. The summoning of like the prime the primals um, was awesome. Remember, like the animation, like when they when she would summon them in. They mm-hmm. each had their own unique animation, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome. Yeah. I mean, they did that in, in uh, 7 and 8. Like, 8s were pretty cool. Um, but 10, they really upped it, you know, where if it would come out, like, in a big shell. And, like, when he, like, did his ultimate or whatever, it would, like, shoot down Meteor. And, like, it was just, it was crazy. And I was like, I you playing that again? I was like, <laughs> like I said, 14 is crazy. But, like this playing this again i was like oh crap i forgot like that all this was animated and stuff they mm-hmm. really did a good job that being said it got annoying for the hundredth time where i'm just like dude would you just summon <laughs> the thing so i can fight <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no that's, that's all i wanted to say i meant to say that earlier now like i said this got released in so many different fashions yeah you know playstation vita playstation 3 ps4 xbox one Nintendo Switch. You're able to play this thing on almost everything. Is is it on mobile? Yep. I don't think it's on mobile, right? No, it's not on mobile. No, it's not on mobile. You can play um, on PC. Yeah. You can play it on PC. Yeah, I mean, Final Fantasy has been ten has been on everything. You know, they they uh, updated the graphics, like better textures, stuff like that. It's not going to be a remake, like I said, like Final Fantasy seven. But I want to bring a story up. I want to bring something up. Now, okay. I remember when there was Final Fantasy ten was coming out for the PS3. The 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 remaster and i was like oh man that's so fucking cool that they're they're doing that that they're releasing it and you know they announced they were doing the remaster of final fantasy 10 and 10 2 so all these have 10 and 10 2 so you're able to get the sequel for it too for ps3 and i was so excited i'm like man i can't wait to play this gonna look real nice and you know i'm on the internet and i think i was on a video game website i forget what video game website it was and they said get Final Fantasy 10 and 10-2 early, a week early, or a couple of days early before it launches. It, it, it was an art exhibit called Nucleus in, in Los Angeles or in the California area. Nucleus was on uh, 210 East Main Street, Alhambra, California, 91801. Uh, I'm sure they're still there, but this was an exhibition, Scott. Uh, from March 15th till the 26th of tw- 2014, this is how old this is, uh, opening reception was on March 15th from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Nucleus and Square Enix are proud to invite you to the North American release of Final Fantasy X 10-2 HD Remaster, a dual console definition launch of the Final Fantasy X series in one wishful collection. Now, I'm not going to re- read all that, but... Uh, opening night highlights were free admission, includes raffle tickets for a chance to win prizes. First 300 attendees receive an exclusive poster. Meet producer Yoshinori Katatsu and art director Yusuke Naora as they sign the first 200 games sold. All this was announced on that day, Scott, right? 
And I was like, dude, you can, and, but you were able to buy the, the, either the standard or no, I think collector's editions were the only ones you could buy. Right. Yeah. And I was so excited, dude. I was like, fuck yeah. And I, I worked at a, a video game store that I will not name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember yeah. telling the manager, dude, they're going to do this. I'm so going to go. I'm so excited, dude. I'm going to request that day off. And this person is probably hearing this. Maybe. Maybe not. You know what that person does? Takes. No. Yes. Yeah, schedules <laughs> me to work and goes with him and at the time his girlfriend to that event. Uh... He schedules me so that he can go. And I was fucking pissed. Yeah, I would have been too. Furious. You wouldn't have known about this if it wasn't for me. Yeah. And if you are listening, I'm still holding a grudge. You yeah. cocksucker. <laughs> but you're probably thinking, Scott, that's fucked up, man. And you know what? Yeah, it is. But a good friend of mine, a beautiful man. I'm only gonna give him his. I'm only gonna give the first name Todd. He yeah. was going too. And I told him, "Hey, dude, can you do me a favor? I'll give you money. Can you just grab me a copy, you know, of the game?" He's like, "Sure." And I told him the whole story. Dude, this sucks. He's like, "Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. That sucks." I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'm pissed." Right? Yeah. Not only did he do that, dude, he got me. A sign thing from New that's what I was reading off. He got me all this early. Cool guy was got me the whole thing way early. Nice. Got it for me. All that stuff. Shout out to Todd. Todd, you're the man. I still love I you. Want- when I look at this, when I look <laughs> at this collection, Final Fantasy 1102 collection, I think of you every time, sir. This was the collector's edition. It came with a full-sized art book packaging featuring 40 pages of imagery from the beautiful world of Spira. Visual soundtrack. This was a soundtrack that was on Blu-ray. So it oh, had like, nice. it was, yeah. you know, the quality was nice, but it had visuals and stuff. So, um, what's up? Um, they do that, the Final Fantasy Symphony. I went to that. Um, uh-huh. Not the not the official one. Uh, there's another one. It's, it's official, sorry. Um, but when I went, they did Final Fantasy X. And it was the same thing. They like played the visuals in the background while the music played. Um, but they played the music, but they had the lady from like uh, Final Fantasy 15 there, the one who's the lady who did all the music for that, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other people. It was really, really cool. I highly recommend it. I can't remember what it's called right now. I'll, I'll text you later, but yeah, um, it's worth the price of admission if you like Final Fantasy. Man, I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. But anyway, so that's I was the Blu-ray thing made me think of that because this, yeah. I would just like to let everybody know that Jesse just held up his uh, Final Fantasy Head Day collection <laughs> to me. That's all he showed. He's talking about this whole thing. He doesn't really have it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome though. Yeah, so um, when I think of the remasters, I still have my collector's edition, and yeah, that was a, it was a, a, a shitty thing, but an awesome thing that Todd did for me. Yep. Cool guy, yeah. and cool uh, guy, the other person can go fuck themselves. Yep, that too. So fuck you, and Todd, you're awesome. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs>
Now, Scott, Final Fantasy X-2, the sequel to Final Fantasy X, the first time a Final Fantasy had a sequel. Yep. Now, we know future us knows that there are multiple sequels for different Final Fantasies now, but yep. at the time, this was the first sequel to Final Fantasy X. Now, we're not going to talk much about Final Fantasy X. I think that's one I didn't really jump too far into, but what do you have to say about it? Ten two. Sorry, what did I say? Yeah, I, I started again when I started. I was like, oh, I'll just try it out because we were talking about it. Mm -hmm. I was like, I got like 20 minutes in. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to pass on this. Um, my friend said it does get better like later on, but mm -hmm. it is definitely not the best Final Fantasy. Because um, it's basically, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, this is a story about Yuna trying to find Titus, right? Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it starts off like with a concert going on, and I'm like, why is Yuna a pop star? Like, I don't understand what's going on here. Because it's <laughs> like, they came off this like fucking thing, and I was like, this epic story, and I'm like, why Why is she singing on stage? Mm -hmm. what, what is Riku doing in like a freaking miniskirt? Why is this one chick, I don't even know, in like dark leather running around the giant sword? I'm like, what is going on? Isn't that so, girl's right? name Pain? Yeah, and she ends up, they end up being like, uh, agents it's almost like charlie's angels yeah for final fantasy 10 too <laughs> so i i don't know much of the story i know that um yuna gets super famous yes. right i don't know how that turns into a pop star but she gets super yeah. famous and well, on... she's the grand summoner yeah well yeah she gets super yeah. but i don't know how the pop star thing happens though yeah i, I won't spoil anything yeah I, oh no you get spoil it. i don't care dude but i did so anyway she ends up being it's a double so it's this lady thereafter. She's like uh, kind of the villain of the game. Mm -hmm. I mean, as, as far as I got 20 minutes in, then I was like, I'm going to look up what happens in the story. So there's like multiple endings. But yeah, so basically this lady, I'll talk about the multiple endings in a minute. The lady's um, like this evil person. So she she can like use magic that um, it's like a requip magic or uh, equip magic where you can change your dresses and stuff or uniforms and like they'll do different abilities. So she changes her uniform to look like Yuna. But, like, if Yuna does her, like, thing, she, like, puts shorts on and, like, all this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. That's, like, the whole gist of the thing. And uh, <laughs> it's, like, playing. I'm like, I can't play this. Like, I just, I don't even care, like, about the I'm just like, <laughs> this is not, like, what is going on? Yeah. It, it was like they, they took everything from 10 that was good and was just like, nah, we don't need that. Like, you yeah. know, I'm just going to, like, make this thing. Um, but, yeah, so that's what happens. Basically, she becomes, like, super popular and they, like she starts on the quest so i watched a video so i watched like a video that was like a, a million hours of like the videos just from the game yeah <clears throat> and so i wanted to see because the 100 percent, if you do everything 100 percent, she gets titus back the faith bring him back to her and i was like oh that's awesome but you gotta slog through this whole fucking game to get there you know but that was mm -hmm. it's basically her quest to get titus back like she because of the, the what the faith had told her that they could bring him back you know, um, what I, I made a note about this and, uh, they talked about how, so sin is because of vanity. Then why final fantasy two? <laughs> it's all about changing uniforms yeah. and like vanity and stuff like that. I was like, why, why are you doing this to me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cause it was like the vanity of people and stuff like mm -hmm. that. That's, it's basically the same thing. Like sin is for us, but, um, yeah, I was just like, what is going on? But then, yeah, I watched the thing, and it was fucking... It was a heartwarming ending. Like, But it yeah. was just the slog to the game. So 
I might end up just slogging through it and playing it and mm -hmm. seeing how it gets because I have a friend of mine I play 14 with and he was like, dude, I, he's like, I know it's terrible. Yeah. He's like, but eventually it does kind of get cool, like where you start getting used to it and it becomes a lot better. I, so. I remember hearing a lot of people saying that, like, and I remember a manager of mine being like, dude, the, the combat's fun. Like, the dress oh, yeah, gear stuff is yeah. awesome, is what he said. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I always planned on playing that. Uh, I just never did. But, like, yeah. us talking about 10 again, I kind of want to jump back in, you know? Yeah. But, oh, I mean, I, I, I'm going to, like I said, I don't have to pay for it. It's on Game Pass. So I'll, yeah. I'll probably just end up sitting down and actually playing it. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. And yeah, uh, basically the whole thing was him, her getting Titus back. If you hundred percent the game, she gets him back. Mm -hmm. So now so. she does get him back at the end. Yeah, if you hundred percent. So there's like multiple endings. Oh, so like the other ones are not as great, but the one if you hundred percent everything, get all the spheres, get everything, um, you get him back. Like they bring him back for you. Yeah, her wish is granted basically. Now I remember hearing I should have I did, forgot to look into it, but they were there was plans of a Final Fantasy ten three, right? Yes, and they shut that down because <laughs> ten two was not well received. I mean, it just <sighs> I think that's right. Yeah, I have to look it up again too because I think you're right. But yeah, well, they did that with thirteen. They had three of those freaking things. That's like, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, like why? Yeah. <laughs> like those things weren't well received. I whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's a yeah, different game. I want to talk about something else too. There was a Final Fantasy ten um video section that was in between final fantasy 10 and final fantasy 10 2 mm -hmm. it's on the the remaster yeah or the hd remaster mm -hmm. it's just basically like maybe a half hour or something like that of like what's going on with all the people yuna and waka and yeah you find out that waka that and lulu and it goes into yeah. 10 yeah yeah so yeah waka and lulu you know they had a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Final Fantasy X, with it being 20 years, it, it had a long-lasting appeal to many people. For a lot of people, I don't think X has the... It's not the 7 that people know. It's not 8. It's not 6. But I think it's still up there, at least in people's top 5s, as in like noticeable Final Fantasy games. Yeah. Uh, but Final Fantasy X does have a lot long-lasting appeal. They wouldn't remaster these if there wasn't a long-lasting yeah, appeal no. to it. Um, yeah. But you wanted to bring up... Uh, they had some Final Fantasy X content for the Final Fantasy Online, correct? Yeah, so Final Fantasy XIV did a crossover with them. Um, you could get Yuna's dress and Titus's outfit. I was before I started playing. Mm -hmm. um, since then, they've done uh, 15. And they did Lightning. They did a crossover with Lightning, too. Um, but they did 15 where you could get the car. I showed you the car that one time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, in the next expansion, Endwalker, we're going to the moon, is, is the, which is in Final Fantasy IV. So, oh, sorry, I was going to be quick here. A lot of Final Fantasy fourteen is based around the crystals and how they're each different dimensions. This is not spoiling any of the story because that story is crazy. But um, it's like the Crystal Chronicles and all that stuff, like where they're different realms and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. So they do kind of cross over in between where like, you'll get 15 in there or you'll get this or you'll fight the boss. Like the entire last expansion was basically, Oh no. Yeah. It was last expansion or Stormblood. I forget whichever one um, was all done by the guy from final fantasy eight. They brought him in and he did all the characters and stuff in there. Like all the bosses you fought. So they kind of crossed over. Now in the next one, you're going to fight anima on the moon is like a boss. Yeah. And then you're going to have, they go to uh, Belsade or somewhere like that. They have a section of that. 
and the rumor is that they're bringing Blitzball into like the what they have the Gold Saucer, which I showed you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a part of that. They're going to have a Blitzball in there. That's that's the rumor. So, but I thought it was just cool because it's the 20 year anniversary, and they're kind of crossing over the 10 and 4, and this is the end of the story in Final Fantasy 14, and then they're going to start a new story. So they were kind of like bringing the two together, like 10 and 4, because the story like they go to the moon and 4, and then all this other stuff with 10. So it like becomes fourteen. It's kind of like a weird thing they're doing, but yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So it's just kind of like it's it's cool how they're bringing all that stuff in. So like, I know people that fourteen is their first game, their yeah. first time. Like, well, who's this character? Oh, this guy's from Final Fantasy Ten. Let me go try Final Fantasy Ten out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or they had Cloud's outfit. Well, who's Cloud? You know, because there's people. I swear, people who don't know what Final Fantasy Seven is, and it's just they're playing the game because of like MMOs. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that they're doing that, bringing that all back together. And they bring mm-hmm. in, like, Yumetsu wrote a lot of the, like, beginning stuff for Realm Reborn. Um, and they just, they tie all those people in. So, yeah, I thought it was cool they were doing that. I was like, oh, this kind of ties in, but. You bringing up uh, Blitzball. I remember yeah. <laughs> reading, like, EGM Magazine, the official PlayStation yeah. Magazine, leading up to the release of Final Fantasy X and being, you know, excited. And I remember reading, like, man, Blitzball. Blitzball's the next great game and yada, yada, yada. And, like, how I read it as a kid, I was like, this is like NBA Street but in the water yeah. and you're going to be able to play it that way. And I remember yeah. when you first got to play Blitzball, the mini game in Final Fantasy X, I was like... This is what am I what this am I sucks. doing? <laughs> like what's going yeah. on? This is boring. Like what yeah. the fuck? This is nowhere because I could have sworn, Scott, that people were saying, like, yeah, you you have free range and it's like if you're playing one of the Ooh. it's like you're playing NBA jam or some bullshit. Like yeah, 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 like yeah. or or maybe I misread it, dude, and I thought that, right? Yeah. And then being it and then playing it, I was just like, No, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah. Like this sucks. But yeah. What I hear over the years is people say it's awesome if you're into it. Like, it could be really yeah, you good. you got to be into it. Yeah. Absolutely. But that so, was yeah, probably was, a huge yeah. bummer. It was lackluster. Even this time when I played with you, I didn't even bother with it. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to play this. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible. It's just not my thing. But I remember when I, when I played through it the first time, I spent hours in that playing that because I found the trick to, like, hide behind the goalie and all this stuff. What? And I remember that, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And then I just never did, but... Yeah, you could win every game. If you were ahead, uh-huh. you could like block someone in a corner and they would never score. So they, you just win every time. Whoa. So, Damn. yeah. But so, oh, that was the other thing. So when you play, um, they had a different cutscene in 10. If you beat, like, so you play this big tournament um, with Waka and all them. They play against like some crazy team that's awesome. If you beat them, it's Waka and all the guys have the trophy and they're like all excited. If you lose... It's a bummer because <laughs> they are like they are not happy. Mm-hmm. I lost. I was like, I don't care. I'm just going to feel it. And then I, I got reading about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that it was different. It was kind of cool how they did that, that different, like, they took the time to put in a different cutscene if you win. You know what I mean? It wasn't the same yeah. cutscene. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story went the same, but it was just different scenery, mm-hmm. I guess.
Scott, thank you for joining me on this celebration of Final Fantasy X. It's 20th anniversary. Before we go, before we leave, I want to say I appreciate you taking the time, being on the show, and talking Final Fantasy with me. Because we know for damn sure that the guys don't enjoy Final Fantasy. They're mostly into their American RPGs like Madden. (laughs) <laughs> like uh, man, yeah, like the man, ultimate RPG, the ultimate <laughs> RPG. But jokes on them because yeah. I run the show, I edit the show, and <laughs> I could talk about Final Fantasy on here. And that's yeah. why this week is Final Fantasy week. So honestly, Scott, thank you very much, man. Thank you for being on here. It's always a great time having you on the show, getting your your opinions on games, especially on this Final Fantasy ten and. Uh, yeah. I thank you very much, man. It was a yeah, pleasure having you. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This is this is awesome. It was awesome to play it again. You know, kind of brought me back to my teenage years. Where I was like, oh shit, same thing. I was like locked up in my room playing. Dude, I, I didn't like, think playing. you were gonna play when you just text me like, <laughs> yeah, I beat it all, and I'm like, what? I'm like, dude, I just don't want to talk about. It. You didn't have to play the whole fucking yeah. game. Well, I wanted to anyway. I, it was kind of an excuse to play it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like I've been thinking about it. And then, like, my wife was watching me play it and stuff, and like, she's like, "What is this?" And I was finally it's ten. What'd she like, think oh. watching it? She she thought it was cool, but you know, it's old graphics and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. You know, she's watched she's seen, seen me play fourteen or whatever, so she's like, "This isn't 14. I'm like, "No, it's not. This is ten. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This, this is a great story," but it was kind of she watched me play through some of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't the whole thing. I my kids are at an age now, like where I played seven remake and they were like, Oh, I want to play this. I'm like, nah, you're going to play seven first. So like, yeah. Yeah. Not remake first. I was like, you need to get the story. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because I think like, don't get me wrong. Like seven remake is good, but honestly, yes. like after beating it without spoiling it for people who are listening, yeah. it is a game made for if you beat the first one, because you, yes. I, exactly. See, that's you know the, what's going on if you do. And I don't be, how the game okay how Final Fantasy VII remake is when you find out at the end what it's all about you're like oh so I don't you know I don't think it's a good game if you've never played Final Fantasy VII because actually you know what I might take that back because when you beat Final Fantasy VII remake it's not the whole game. So it is, I think it is making people go back to play the original and then you'll get caught up with it. So actually I take that back, but I would recommend playing the original seven first. So you have a better understanding. Yes. Um, But even if you play seven remake, you're going to want to play the original seven to kind of figure out what's happening, you know? So yeah, that's, that's what that. I wanted to bring, sorry, there was one thing I forgot during the main story part that I thought was, was a great touch Mm -hmm. when they're sending, um, Titus, when she's sending Titus and Oran and Jack back to wherever that world is, um, Titus and his dad high five each other. So from the whole story through, like Titus has hated his dad, and it was just this hatred because he thought he left him and stuff. And that high five at the end was like, that's a nice touch. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Just that the story writing in those games. I mean, now they're not great, but um, the story writing in those games, like seven, eight, nine, and ten especially was like just point on yeah you know or it was like the subtle touches and sorry we're at 14 again but they're doing that in 14 mm-hmm. where it's like parts of the story you're just like oh hey there's this really cool part um 
where I'm not even gonna, I, it's not gonna spoil anything, but you end up doing this boss fight, and one of the guys that you thought died came back as like an ancient, and like you just he does this move that he does like with his hand, and you're like, oh shit, they brought that guy back. He came in to help us on the fight. Like it was still that like touch of like awesome. They're tying the stories in together. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just yeah. Um, that was kind of my final thought too. Like they did a really good job of the game where it was the voice acting was good. I, I know like we talked about um, the story itself was awesome. It was a little slow in the beginning and it was like, once you started getting in, you're like, kind of like, Oh shit. So now the whole time, like, and you're like, Oh, Yuna's going to die. Well, it's not Yuna who dies. It's Titus. You know what I mean? Just, mm-hmm. they did that, that final fantasy thing where they kind of like just turned it on you and you're like, Oh, okay. You know, like we knew Seymour was the bad guy right from the beginning. Yeah. But, he really wasn't the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it was good. So, Scott, wrapping this up, wrapping up Final Fantasy X's 20th anniversary, what is your final thought on the series, on the game and the series? Yeah. So, on the game series, I kind of talked about a little bit before, where the it kind of sucked. Like it kind of did this weird thing. I haven't played 13 all the way through mm-hmm. 13 came out on the day. My daughter was born my first oh, daughter. Okay. So I never even touched it. Like I bought it cause it's final fantasy. I gotta have mm-hmm. it. And, uh, I never played it. So I'm actually going to sit down and play it at some point, probably stream it or whatever. But, um, I want to play through it. I want to see what's going on with lightning. Cause she's like a big part, not a big part of the game on 14, but she's a part of the game in 14. Um, and so anyway, I just it just has taken this like weird turn in the story. Like we talked about it like like Jinko kids. Like, you know, that's every character is like a freaking Jinko kid from the nineties. Like they have Jinko <laughs> jeans and like yeah. I was laughing so hard when you talk about the podcast. I was just like, that is exactly what it's like. I am super excited for sixteen. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's back to like swords and sorcery and Yoshi P's writing it. He's the guy who does fourteen. Like, he is fantastic. He loves final fantasy like he loves the game like so it's kind of one of those things where i'm like i'm super excited for that one just because the stories have not been great and it's like i don't know how to explain it like they just it's like they don't care anymore you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it just they aren't as creative and it's like playing through 10 i was kind of like man this is what i loved about this the subtle nod like the hi- the high five like the stuff just the whistling at the end it's just the touches that bring it back so yeah, no, when it, when it comes to Final Fantasy, the series and Final Fantasy X, I kind of said this in earlier on on the podcast, is honestly, to me, Final Fantasy X is the last traditional Final Fantasy. Because from there, we had Final Fantasy Online, then you had Final Fantasy XII, which is, yep. don't get me wrong, still a, a, a turn-based RPG, but changed up the mechanics in a very... Yep you know, uh, MMO type of way where at the time it wasn't appreciated, but as time has gone on, it, it's appreciated by the changes that Final Fantasy 12 did as in the mold, as in, yep. as in changing up how story was told. Um, but from there, then we had 13, then we had 14 online and then had Final Fantasy 15, which is very well documented <laughs> how I feel about that game. Yeah. But that's why I think Final Fantasy X is the last traditional yep, Final agree. Fantasy. Traditional in story, traditional in characters, traditional in combat. And I think it was the last time the combat in Final Fantasy, the turn-based type of combat, changed up 
changed to suit whatever or to suit that type of gameplay they were they were having. Where now in Final Fantasy, you're changing more to the action RPG style of combat. Whether you like yep. it or not, that's where it seems Final Fantasy is going. And you, like you said, with the introduction of 16, I think that's where what I miss the most in Final Fantasy is story. Is yep. character progression, character interactions, building a character, building a story, having those moments where you care, having those moments when Aerith dies in Final Fantasy VII, yeah. having that moment where Yuna loses Titus and knows that this is what has to happen, where he has to let her go, she has to let him go. Moments like yeah. that of comforting someone who is probably going to die, yeah. building a character, building a world. Final Fantasy X is one of the last Final Fantasies to do that. Yep. And hopefully in the future with sixteen we get that. But I think what the importance is with Final Fantasy X, what brings us back, what brings everyone back in discussing this title, discussing everything that's part of Final Fantasy X, is because it's the last of what Final Fantasy was as a whole. It's the yep. last of what it was. And hopefully that changes in the future. But for now, what makes Final Fantasy as great as it is, is it brings you back to what's important in a Final Fantasy game. Characters, story, and people you can relate to yep. and care about. It's time. 